Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The only place I witnessed that was worse than that was when I went to China when I was a kid. There was one day where we went to a, a shopping mall and I had to go to the loo there and that was squat loos. But not only that, no doors. <gasps> Straight up in front of each other, piss and shit. <laughs> oh my God. There was a guy that I used to know, like, oh, God, this must have been like 30 years ago. I remember him talking about how he desperately needed to fart when it was in House of Fraser. <laughs> and I remember he said that it was a really early Sunday morning or something. And he walked in and he did that thing of scanning around, noticing there was no one there and thinking, I'm just going to walk quickly, let one rip kind of thing. So he walked really quickly, had a little pump. <laughs> and suddenly he heard a kind of ew what's that smell <laughs> behind him and there was a little boy <gasps> who <laughs> a little <laughs> tiny <a> Tim <laughs> yeah oh god yeah. we actually had someone let rip in I don't think we mentioned this as part <laughs> of our holiday roundup <laughs> from our New York trip <laughs> that when we were wandering around the gift shop of the Met we just had a bloke just like do a <laughs> yeah, huge my gulf. god. He wouldn't <laughs> yeah. stop, would he? Just <laughs> He was just brazenly doing it. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious. I'm not entirely sure he could great. hear himself, but yeah, it was good fun. Yeah. No, maybe he wasn't really uh, conscious of how loud they were, but they were rippers. <laughs> Welcome to episode 172 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she's your other host, Holly Taylor. On this podcast, we talk about health, politics, stuff on TV, and what we ate last night. Occasionally, we talk about running. 
After some very excited chat about meal delivery companies, we get on to the important stuff, marathon recovery. I've had a bit of a time of it with my lungs not getting back up to speed as quickly as I'd like. As per usual, we quickly get on to me punishing myself, Holly suggesting a bit of self-care, and me not knowing who I am unless I'm running. It's a story as old as time, or at least as old as this podcast. We'd love to hear your thoughts and experiences on this. Also, we have a few letters, some of which are about the toilet situation in the US, which has had us shook since we returned a few weeks ago. Are you stretch? I know, and I'm hungry. I've got starving. Calling my name. Absolutely starving. And you know, like, I'm going to go to Waitrose after this, after I've dropped off the stuff to you. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'm, I'm just going to buy all the things. Buy all the things. I love doing that. <laughs> At the moment, I love doing a bit of a Waitrose sushi because, much to maybe some of our <laughs> listeners' shock, I have kind of gone like full pesky now. <gasps> Have you? I didn't know. I know. That, well, I, I don't. Think. I still don't eat fish at home. But so when I say full pescatarian, I mean, it, I'm probably eating fish like a couple of times a month because mm. we still don't eat fish at home because Doug Doug wouldn't eat fish. Mm. Um, but I'm just finding it a little bit easier, and I know there are going to be there are so many of you out there who listen who are um, fantastic vegans and veggies who I'm sure will tell me exactly what I'm doing wrong. Uh, and please do because any support is much <laughs> needed, but I just been feeling quite sluggish and, uh, and, mm. um, I naturally find it easy to do a lot of, um, uh, carbs and, and cheese and de- it's mainly the dairy, I think in my diet. Uh, mm. so I just find it a bit easier to think of, food when it's that's dairy free and and a bit less dodgy if it's like fish and stuff um, yeah I, I feel the same actually um fish and and meat related I, I find it much easier in a way to eat food that I know agrees with me if yeah, I've got something it's a bit really, simpler. really yeah real big chunk of protein in there because if you get rid of the big chunk of protein you tend to replace it with carb don't you so it's like yeah and with and you know sometimes those um veggie replacement things can be blooming delish as we've discussed Mm. before but um (laughs) they can also be they can be full of stuff and I'm never quite sure whether some of it's irritating my tum yeah yeah and beans and lentils obviously as we've discussed many times before can end up forming a huge part of my diet and of my protein and stuff Mm. um and it can just give me the awful awful shits and farts um (laughs) but i tell you one thing i've done and i'm going to talk about it i wasn't sure whether to uh mainly Mm. because i know they sponsor quite a lot of podcasts and i didn't want them to not sponsor (laughs) ours because i'm giving them free coverage but i'm going to give them free coverage because it is that good yeah i have become an a hello fresh convert i think people might think that i am on commission or that maybe it's a cult because I've been talking to everybody I know non-stop about fucking HelloFresh. God. Oh, what I want to ask you though is mm. since starting HelloFresh, I assume because yeah. I did mind, Mindful Chef for a while, I didn't do HelloFresh, but I assume you get um, uh, you get recipe cards, do you, with it? Yes. So do you then, have you ever, since doing it, have you ever made the meal 
without having all the ingredients handily pre-portioned for you? Well, I've only, I, I may have to get back to you because I've only <laughs> been doing it for 10 days. So it's not really okay, been great. enough time, but oh, I do, I do very much see your point. Some of the things I can imagine I would, because mm. like, you know, sometimes the cupboard stuff you you need is like soy sauce and um, I don't know, other stuff that you would have in your, in your kit, in your pantry. Well, I would, yeah. but uh, sometimes it'll be like, I don't know. I made a stir fry last night that had a sort of paste that I've never heard of and can I'd have no idea where I would ever buy. So that's, I'm afraid, <laughs> got to go. That recipe card's in the bin. Um, but then some of the stuff that's really easy, yeah, it'll be like just you just add tomato puree and dried basil or whatever, mm -hmm. t a tin of chopped tomatoes. I made a very, very nice bean stew last week mm. that went down really well. Um and I, I have saved that one because I was like, I will do that again. And, yeah. but it, it won't be the same because there is a part of me that really, really enjoys feeling like I'm on a Nigella thing. It's wonderful, isn't it? Having all the things. Oh, it's amazing. What I, I like love it. Is it's so much quicker because of not having to portion too. Genuinely, yes. I do think that, that measuring out amounts of soy sauce or amounts of sugar or amounts of whatever, if you're making something, it does shave the time off just being able to squeeze or tip or whatever dunk something it does, in. Yeah, it kind of it, it kind of uh, it distills the cooking process into all the fun bits. But like yeah. I, what I really really loved about it was that there was occasionally there would be a, a sort of a very small method change that has then informed the way that I cook in the future. So, for instance, with Mindful Chef. God, is this boring? I don't think it is boring, is it? Um, on it's Mindful Chef... It's my favourite thing to discuss. I'm sorry brilliant. to the listeners if Marvelous. they're not enjoying it, but I'm having a great time. <laughs> but with that one, I remember that, that for some of the stir-fry-y type curry things, that when I do a stir-fry, I chop up a load of coriander and I whack it on top like a great big kind of, like a toupee mm. of coriander, right? Mm. And um, they suggested that what I do is chop up the coriander, mix it in with the rice underneath the stir fry and then put the stir fry on top and I have to say that has been an absolute game changer so that, that I has remained that too oh <laughs> yeah there are definite tips and tricks that I feel I've already uh picked up I mean I mm. say that none oh well no one that I was thinking of um for my lovely bean stew uh mm. it, you were supposed to top it with sour cream but it recommended and this sounds so like am I an absolute cretin who's never turned a kettle on before? But they were like, oh, put a bit of salt and pepper in your sour cream, stir mm. it all up and then whack it on top. <gasps> Instead of sort of like seasoning the thing, it was it was it was just really nice. It meant that you had like a nice. You, I really wanted a mouthful of the of the sour cream rather than it just being slightly sort of flavor. It was like, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm excited to mix a bit of that into my next mouthful. Just really enjoying it. However, I think we do need to talk about the elephant in the room with HelloFresh, oh. which is, which is tiny, tiny little packets of cheese, tiny little packets of shit just mm. stuff in lots of little plastic packets that i for that be, for that same bean recipe um it you grated a little bit of cheese on top at the end and mm -hmm. i was literally sent two tiny little blocks of cheddar like you get in a, on a plane mm -hmm. one for each bowl of thing and it was like come on mm. that's not ideal yeah 
it's it's tricky, isn't it? I mean, I know that I know that it's there is there is an argument from those kind of prepackaged um, meal things, isn't there? That that they are in fact reducing waste because you're not throwing out any kind of excess food that you're oh, not using. I mean, that's so true. We've not mm. thrown any of it away so far. We yeah. had like no yeah. food waste last week. Doug went to take the bins out, and I was like, "It's got about four tea bags and a little bit of rice I spilt on the floor, mate." So. There's yeah, it's not the usual sort of half a cauliflower <laughs> that went black because I didn't know how else to use it again. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think there's that. I think there's probably arguments on both sides. Um, yeah, we definitely had we had issues with Mindful Chef in terms of the packaging, but they worked really hard on that. I remember so that they that after a while because you'd get all like any any kind of meat or dairy would be had some kind of there'd be something to keep it cold that we weren't sure yeah. of how to dispose of and there's lots of cardboard and there's lots of you know packets and yeah that's pieces, what I've got say, with so. Blimmin Hello Fresh I've already got mm. I've only done one fucking week of it and I've got so many cool bags and I don't yeah. need any more I've already got a selection of cool bags because I'm from the sort of family that every single holiday we did as a child was camping so mm. I've got a lot of freezer blocks knocking about and I, I don't need any more and it feels really wasteful to just chuck them in the bin. Does, do you know or does anybody listening know? Is there like a sit? Can you like, can I, I return know that them? Like when Chef... HelloFresh Man comes today, can I give him back yeah. the things? Well, have a look on the website because I know that Mindful Chef take them back. Also, okay. I think that Mindful Chef do a thing where you can you can cut them and tip them down the sink and they're biodegradable and I don't know if that's the same with HelloFresh. So, no, HelloFresh's no. ones say in big letters, do not recycle. Oh, really? Oh, then in which case, yeah. they should take them back. Go and have a look on the website. They'll probably take them back. Yeah. I'm sure they will. Okay, I hope so. Because yeah. that's the mm-hmm. only thing that's making me feel a bit bad. But I've got to confess, for our current lifestyle, we haven't got time to do a big shop. I would have time to maybe do like a Tesco delivery or something, but I'm just quite enjoying not being asked. As soon as it gets expensive enough that I feel as though it's not worth it because we're doing four meals a week and it's like Mm -hmm. 30 quid which Mm. for me is less than I would spend on on well it's eight meals but yeah four four nights for the two of us I would probably spend more than 30 quid on that if I was going to the shop so at the moment it's worth it but that's because I signed up during a Black Friday thing or something that means that I've got 20% off until the end of the year or something so if when it when it becomes less affordable I might stop but at the moment oh my god it's amazing anyway (laughs) sorry oh so dull how are you (laughs) I'm all right (laughs) yeah I'm all right I'm all right I'll just um I'll just end up talking about running should we um well maybe we should do you think we should do a jingle oh go on we haven't done the running bit jingle for 57,000 years (laughs) <laughs> so let's do it. The running, the bit, running, the running bit, bit, the running bit, the running bit, bit, the running bit. Hurrah! We're back Hurrah. at it again. Are you? I am a bit. We haven't even Are you? discussed this prior to this. Yeah, I'm. Well, m- my only news on the running front is that my friend Lex, lovely friend of the pod, Lex, is doing mm-hmm. the bath half, and I haven't yet signed up to it, but I have mainly because. I'm not going to lie, it's really expensive. It is um, expensive. But uh, I have been running with her 
you know, like 5K on a Monday after work or something. Um, and it's been very, very lovely to run with a friend again because I haven't done that for ages. So, yeah, enjoying nice. that. That's my only only news, really. And feeling quite strong. I was saying to her last Monday um, that we didn't set out to do 5K that day. We had both had crap days. My offer got rejected yeah. on my dream house, uh, which... Don't worry, dear listener. It had. Been, I'm very erratic, and it had been my dream house for approximately 48 hours. So I'm over <laughs> it now. Um, but I was very sad. Um, and Lex had had a crap day at work as well. So we we just we absolutely pelted it, and then we were like, "Fucking hell!" We just did like 5k in like really decent time. And Amazing. So we were both feeling quite strong then, which was really good. But mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see how it how it goes today. <laughs> Maybe we'll have be humbled. <laughs> <laughs> but our last week's sesh was really good. So yeah, we've just been meeting up on That's a Monday good. to do that and it's been really nice. It's injected a bit of sort of pep in my step again um, while it's been so freezing cold. Oh, that sounds lovely because it has been absolutely freezing, hasn't it? Yeah. Have you How had to... How about um... you though? Oh, oh. I'm, I'm all right. I think it's kind of like... Um, I think... And it's weird, isn't it? Because the last time we did a proper pod, I think we were just talking about New York, weren't we? And, and kind of all the fun times we had. Yeah, I, so really I haven't... don't think that we've, yeah, we've not discussed any of your come down from <laughs> New York. Yeah, or how I was going to say, so whether you've even actually, run since. I've not really even had a chance to really, really go full whinge, but I'm going to take this opportunity to do that. Um, Let's go. Should we have a whinge yeah. jingle? Oh, we need one. <laughs> I do need a winch <laughs> But I think it seems appropriate that the winch comes within the running bit. Um, okay. Yeah, no, it's really weird. So it's been like, what? how long has it been now? Four weeks? Three weeks? I forget. I forget how long it's been. Oh, anyway, God. It's, it's been some yeah, weeks. Yeah, three. It's, it's been long. It's been three it's and, been and a half weeks. No, three, three and a bit half. weeks. Three and a bit weeks. Well, three weeks since we got back, is it? Yeah, that, that yeah, seems right. Actually, three weeks since we got back. Yeah, it's kind of um it's been it's been a bit of a slog, I have to say. Um like it's yeah, it, it, I'm going to I'm going to find some words to say in a minute. But like when so when we got back on that Monday uh no, Tuesday rather, when we got back on the Tuesday, like all of that week was completely wiped out for both of us, wasn't it? Like jet lag and the fact that we were doing another event on the Thursday. There was just, there was so much stuff going on, so much stuff. To it, was bonkers. And it was It was, it was fumes. It was running on fumes completely. Running on fumes. Yeah. So I did no running, no exercise at all for a complete week. And then I went for a run on the Sunday. Um, and since then I've been back on it in terms of amount of stuff, but not in terms of like any kind of distance or whatever. So, um, I'm back to running four times a week. Um, I'm doing boot camp once a week. Um, and can I just say that's feel- nuts? I mean, that's amazing that you're doing that, but I don't think you need to feel any sort of like um I don't know I don't know what you're about to say maybe you're not about to but I was worried that you were going to be feeling any kind of like guilt at not doing the kind of distances and the kind of like length no. of time of running that you were doing because that is very very impressive to be doing three weeks after a marathon no I absolutely don't want to be running the lengths um that I was doing before so I'm I'm 
At the moment, okay, I'm quite happy good. doing what I'm doing. So every single run, like on my Garmin, when I finish my run, every single run says I've been doing base running, right? So I'm not, I am not going fast. Perfect. I am not doing any technical running. I'm not doing anything like that at all. I am just going. And all my midweek runs are 5K. And my mm-hmm. run at the weekend is about 10K-ish. Um, or has been for the last two weeks anyway. Um, yeah, and it's been, it's been a mixed bag. It's been a mixed bag and I wasn't quite going to go back to doing quite as much as I started off by doing, but in a way I did want to test myself because the first week particularly, um, and I raised this on Patreon actually in that first week. So like two weeks after the, the New York, um, I was really conscious of, it wasn't my legs that felt shit, but my lungs felt shit. And I don't know if this is to do with asthma, um, but it mm-hmm. does seem like anecdotally from, from me talking about it on Patreon and then people responding, which has been brilliant actually, um, it does feel like it's a thing where you want, when you've done a long, when you've done a marathon, that essentially your lungs get battered because of all the hard work that you're putting them through. It makes sense, doesn't it? Is it like you're kind doms of... for your lungs, literally? It's like... I, do you know, yeah. I think it, there's something about... And, and, I, and I'm sure because my lungs are kind of, sort of slightly buggered anyway because of asthma and stuff mm. um, and chest infections. I, I don't know what kind of... You know, sometimes like I've had things where, where they've sort of said, oh, there might be some scarring on your lungs. So I think, you know, when, when you do things or when you suffer from things you might not be able to see the effects on the outside, but I think there are effects on the inside. And so I think that kind of my lungs have reduced capacity anyway because of, you know, being shit and wheezy. Um, But I Mm -hmm. think, I definitely think that there is something to be said about, and I'd be so interested to find out more people's opinions on this. I think there's something to be said for for doing a marathon in whatever kind of temperature or duration or whatever. And the knock-on effect that it has to your lung capacity and how long it takes you to get over it. And it was, uh, do you know what I, I found really weird? So it, it, for the first, it's p- particularly that first week. So I did like four runs in that first week. I took them really, really, really slow and they were short. And it was, I could just feel, it felt like I was getting over something or coming down with something. That's what it felt like. Yeah. And I know, I knew that I wasn't, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> I felt absolutely fine. I didn't feel like I was in you know as soon as soon as I'd got back home and I'd recovered and something you know and stuff like that I I didn't feel like I was unwell in any other way it was just on the run it felt like my lungs were kind of maybe two-thirds capacity that and they felt okay. they felt a bit sore so breathing was just a bit more difficult and whenever I have anything that's lung or asthma related it always makes me feel very sad so I had a good kind of week, 10 days of just feeling really sad because it feels, it feels more permanent than, than it is. Cause in the last few days it's been absolutely fine. But anyway, right. So yeah, I... well, it does feel permanent, but also you have, like you said, like you've had times of, um, you know, chest infections that like made you bedridden and stuff like horrible, yeah. horrible stuff. And I do think that there is like, it's completely valid to have, like I'm very conscious to use the word trauma, but 
like I think that genuinely like those things really stick in your brain and give you big pre- preoccupation around them like yeah. I have it with anything to do with anxiety because it was such a horrible bout when I first got it really really badly that mm. any hint of that stuff I think get my brain has created an association that it's like oh it's that thing and I think that does yeah. make you like oh god yeah. yeah no you're probably you're right and and I guess because innately anything that's to, to do with asthma and your lungs essentially means that you can breathe less well and that just makes you think of death so it's kind of like oh great here mm. we go um oh and also I, I guess it's that <clears throat> it's that just feeling of of um I don't know of permanence of of it never being cured or going away or whatever um but I, th- I thought what was yeah. really interesting was I did have a little google sorry I am I'm coughing away here there I honestly am are you not under the weather <clears throat> no I bloody am not <coughs> I've just had too much coffee um <laughs> right so I did I had a little google because I was this is what you do you go to Dr Google as soon as you're having some kind of strange effects and I thought what was really interesting mm-hmm. was that when I googled post-marathon lung dysfunction I think was essentially what I was saying um it came up with nothing apart from like very specific kind of um medical what do you call them like like journals like you know when it's got oh yeah like, like a study kind of thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. something by an et owl up... yes exactly there was lots of et owls there was like teams of them mm-hmm. um well I say lots of I think there were like it felt like there were two studies and one of them was mm. a study of 28 men and like all of them seem to be pointing to the same thing, which is, yeah, kind of, there is a thing. But none of them were complete. None of them were, obviously, if it's just a study of 28 men, like doing one marathon, that's, that's not, not a really uh, robust, yeah. um, you know, kind of cross section, is it? Um, so it's like... Not even a very good sample size. It's a terrible sample size. Um, yeah. Even if, and and also just men. And it's like, yeah, why hasn't this been studied more? And does everyone feel like this when they finished a marathon and what should we do about it and how can we I don't know what do we need to be doing to our, I mean I guess that one of the things we need to be doing is not going running as much as I was running in the first week afterwards but yeah I, I think so I think recovery is probably like how much running did you do the week after Oh, none. I did nothing for a whole week. You I did, did nothing. nothing. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah. So you did have a so full started, week of recovery. I had a full week. Mm-hmm. I started on the Sunday afterwards. So it was a full seven days afterwards. And I did four miles. I did, I was a very, very, very slow trot on the foot on that. Yeah. And, it, and everything felt fine. What was quite nice was I do remember this time last year, we were just about to do the bath half. Do you remember? So like I'd done the London yeah. Marathon. Yeah. And I had a two-week oh, gap yeah. between London and Bath. And I remember going for a run within that first week of doing the London Marathon. And it just felt like my everything was pinging off. Like all physically, all my, my legs just felt like shit. And I just, yeah. it, I felt like I picked up loads of injuries and stuff. And then I didn't run for about three or four days. And then I ran again and it was fine. So I, yeah. I can see that you... I don't know. You, you you need time. You need time to recover. You need time. And I'm glad that you gave yourself time. I'd be super inclined to say, and I mean, it's like, we, we need an expert maybe, don't we? Because this is all just like my, what I suppose. But <laughs> I guess doing a marathon is a, 
it's a huge feat of endurance and that's why we do it is it is the you know up there with the biggest running challenges that you can take on and you are probably not you're going to take time your body's going to take time to recover from that and that's why you don't do them every weekend yeah like I I don't know whether there is a way of sort of avoiding feeling but do you think specifically because I guess if you're if one of your if one of your sore spots a little bit is lungs you know that that's something that like can recur then maybe it is just sorry is that sound defeatist just slightly accepting that like you are probably going to feel a little bit like you've you're knackered in that area for yeah. a bit. Yeah, no, that absolutely, I get that, and that's I think that's mm. right. But what I want to know is how much do other people feel like within like their lungs in that capacity? How do they feel after running a marathon? How do you feel? Mm-hmm. How, you know, how do you feel in the weeks after during recovery? What I really want to know, I guess, is in doing a marathon, are we causing ourselves any yeah, permanent okay. mm-hmm. damage so it does the marathon in itself I can see that it could exacerbate a flare-up but in the same way that a chest infection can leave me with scarring on my lungs can running a marathon or can, do the same yeah. thing yeah okay I think we need to get an expert on don't we so uh let's have a chat to Juliet or if anybody listening has any expert advice on this, then mm. do get in touch because I think that would be a very interesting thing to learn more about. Are there, and I'm sure the answer is going to be yes, but in terms of the specifics that we're discussing, are there long-term mm. irreversible potentially or kind of you know, degrading over time effects that your body can go through after doing such a big endurance race? Yeah, because I mean, obviously, obviously there is, there are loads and loads of benefits to training for and then running the marathon. Um, There's loads of other, you know, you've got so many other kind of benefits from doing that physically um, and mentally. But it's just, yeah, yeah, but you are, but but, but obviously with every step you do, with that kind of repetitive, repetitive movement of running, you are grinding things and, and, you know <laughs> you're you're you know so yeah. that there are bits of you that you obviously you will kind of wear down but that there's a natural wear and tear that happens oh yeah I do I, it would just be interesting to know if that wear and tear also also is reflected within kind of your lungs and stuff yeah um or maybe it's so of, I don't you know. know should we even bother basically is the question yeah, fuck that it. we're asking <laughs> big question today <laughs> yeah um, and I guess uh, the other thing, very boringly, to carry on about kind of post-marathon stuff, is one thing would be really good to talk about is the post-marathon blues thing. Um, and yeah, I think how have you felt? Di- well, I think it got tied up in in that a little bit. Yeah, um, I felt like shit actually. Really, really, yeah, unhappy after that. And, yeah, um, I mean, I was. I think. It's really weird, isn't it? Because we came back and we went back in, we went into that week of like high stress and task driven stuff that we had to do in the week that we were back in the UK. And so I didn't really have a chance to kind of, I didn't have a chance for my feet to touch the ground or think about it very much until the following week when I'd started running again and I was finding running quite tricky and difficult and I was forcing myself to go out absolutely forced it because I wanted to make myself like it again I didn't like any of those Mm -hmm. runs in the first week that I did them and I didn't 
really like them that much last week either. I've only just, I think the last two runs have been nice, but prior to that, they've all been rubbish. Um, I was just coming home just thinking, how am I going to get the love for this again? What should I do? I couldn't even think to myself, oh, do you know what? Tomorrow I'll do a spinning class or something. I had no motivation, no kind of desperation to do anything other than the easiest thing, which is running. Um, Mm -hmm. And even that I didn't, yeah. So all the enjoyment just got completely sucked away. There was just no, and there's, there's no motivation. Like it, it all just falls out your ass. There's just, why am I bothering? What's the point? So like, especially that first week that I'd started running again, I just, I felt really, really miserable. It felt such a long time since I'd done the New York, like I kept on having to check myself and just going, oh God, it's been fucking months. And they go, oh no, hang on. It's been 10 days. It's only been a couple of weeks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, It really hasn't uh, been long. How how have you felt? So this was last week, right? Are you feeling the same, the same thing where Um, you're just a bit, because obviously you're sitting, you're running four times a week. Yeah. And doing boot camp. Like that does seem to be like, doing a lot of something that you're not enjoying i know it does doesn't it (laughs) yeah (laughs) because there's no obligation i know i know like not only do we put pressure on ourselves in terms of our fitness in terms of maintaining a certain level of fitness um but i think that me and you sometimes maybe have the added pressure as well well maybe not just me and you maybe this also applies to lots of our pod squatters who are in the discord chat who are patrons who that like maybe we feel a bit of an obligation to stay apart that we have to run keep running to stay a part of this community and to but mm. like you're still if you if you need to take a break of a few weeks because you're like I'm actually not enjoying this which is a hundred percent when you should mm. shouldn't force it because you're only going to keep creating a negative association with that thing where you're like oh I hate doing this that mm. like it, it's okay to give yourself a bit of time off if you're like it's just not I'm not loving it at the moment. Um, and you are still a valid editor of Women's Running Magazine. You are still a valid <laughs> part of our pod squad gang. And if you're not running all the time at the moment and you need to have a sort of off season a little bit in order to maintain both the, you know, the physical stuff, but also the the love as well. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm sorry, they're probably all screaming at me being like, I can't believe you're telling Esther not to run. I'm absolutely not. But I think 
in terms of trying to keep you're such a disciplined person and that's an amazing thing but trying to keep yourself to a schedule where you're like I'm running four times a week but I'm actually not really enjoying it at the moment it is a lot of time to dedicate to something that you're not really enjoying and there is no obligation and none of us will be like what the hell Esther hasn't run this week <laughs> We've got, I, I, we don't want to hear from her yeah I do I like I completely appreciate that but I think mm. there's so much that the you know the the reason why I do things are so internalized and and I mean there is there is there is I guess some concept of external pressure but like I do I do think that the whole concept of running for me is so wrapped up in part of my identity that were I to stop doing it I'm not entirely sure who I am be like yeah I completely oh. understand that yeah and I also I have no idea of how to make myself feel okay during the day without going for a run. Like I know, that's it, the big downside, isn't it? Is it's like you are like it forcing yourself to do something that you don't want to do and giving yourself a negative association with exercise where you're like, oh, I've got to do this thing even though I know I'm not enjoying it at the moment is never a great thing. But it is really complex because then the way that you can feel after doing that stuff it doesn't go away just because you're not enjoying the thing so much, you know, you still often get the endorphins after doing it, which then gives your brain a bit of a weird exactly. thing because it's exactly. like, oh, but even though I really yeah. didn't want to do it and I really didn't enjoy that run at all today, I still did feel mm. good afterwards. And because of course exactly you're going that. to feel good chemically. Yeah. 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 I had so, yeah. so on the runs themselves, they all felt, you know, mundane to shit apart from the last two I'd say and but but mm -hmm. afterwards yeah exactly that I know I'm just repeating what you just said I'm I'm esterplaining um, but yeah exactly the same no, thing don't worry that, do it <laughs> do it for anyone who didn't listen because they were running and they zoned out for that bit <laughs> but I have exactly the same thing yeah for, for sure I'd come back I I would feel a bit shit about it I'd have a shower I'd start work and then the rest of the day would feel better because I'd done it and it's mm -hmm. always the case where on the run days, I feel happier than the non-run days when I don't feel so happy. So I feel like if I don't do that, if I let myself have time off, that mm, everything will just slide. Like, and I don't mean, I don't mean fitness in a way. I mean mentally that I have I, to I keep on you. doing it. This is a very good time to subscribe to Women's Running or think about giving a gift subscription for that big date in December you might be thinking about. Because right now, when you subscribe, as well as receiving the best magazine in the world, you'll also get a free exclusive Women's Running technical tee worth £35. It's beautiful, it's blue, and it says happy running on the back to help motivate you and your brilliant running buddies too. Just go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk forward slash become a member and enter X23WRPOD, that's pod, at the checkout for your free tea. And please remember to send us a pic of you wearing it. Mm. Yeah, I, I've got that a little bit at the moment with my workout video that I'm doing, which unsurprisingly 
14 weeks or whatever it now is down the line I am starting mm-hmm. to loathe with every fiber of my being I've even started <laughs> turning the sound off of it so that I can play my audiobook <gasps> instead while I do it because I don't fucking want to hear their voices ever again in my life um <laughs> but um because I was like oh I love doing the same thing over and over again it's great you can really track your progress oh my god no no progress and hate it now more than ever before that's the only progress I've made is towards loathing them Um, Have you thought about doing a different one? Yeah, I should. I should. But I feel (laughs) like it's that same thing that you're saying where it's like that's lodged in my brain as like I do that every week at the same time. Mm. And that allows me to like I worry that if I don't do it or if I change it up or if I give myself any excuse to like not do the same thing, then Mm. it will cause not just, yeah, my fitness to maybe slide, but will I do the washing up? We're like, because I'm really like that. I'm such an all or nothing gal. Like if I, if I'm, you know, if I've had a, a bad day at work, I think there are so many people who are brilliant out there at picking their, picking themselves up and going, right. Okay. Well, I'm going to go and tidy the house and I'm going to, I will curl in a ball and tell myself I'm a piece of shit all night long. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I've had a good day and I've got all my tasks done and I did my workout video and I've ordered my hello fucking fresh stuff and I've, done the washing up and I whatever else then I'm really like I can sort of maintain that raring to go vibe yeah so it is a bit I have the same thing where it does feel quite tied up in a sort of like mentally will I become somebody who is really struggling with self-esteem and who then it becomes 10 times more difficult to get myself to do anything it it Mm -hmm. is it is a balance but I wonder if um both of us should try being a bit brave and remembering that exercise is you know something that we do to keep ourselves healthy and but it is also something that we started doing and that we talk about every week because we actually enjoy it and if Mm. we're not then maybe we do need to shake things up because there's always the opportunity to go back to things if it goes tits up and we don't do very well at our new routines for the next couple Mm -hmm. of weeks then that's okay I do like maybe just cutting also, it down to three runs a week or or something <sighs> might just give you a bit of like a, a way to I know that feels stressful because that's changing a routine that's worked really really well for you a pattern that is ingrained in your brain of reward mm. and you know the hard work the reward the hard work the reward that's worked really really well for you mentally but if you're in a slump with it and it's not really work it's not really doing that for you anymore then yeah it's fine to change that up completely it's interesting that I saw there was a, an email came through from Laura Fountain and she was talking about, I, re- I saw this just like, a, I don't know, about a month ago, um, which I thought was fascinating. She never runs more than three times a week. And she mm. kind of, I mean, she's a, she is a, a speedy girl. And she's a like speedy her, goat. Yeah, she totally is. But she never runs more than three times a week. And I thought that was really, really super interesting because at the moment, yeah, I've done that thing where I have, I, I have made myself do four times a week since I've been on this kind of training block to do the marathon. And now that I'll come out the other side, the idea of not doing four times a week is somehow wrong. But I think I was doing three times a week before I started training for the marathon. I'm pretty sure I was doing that. I was just filling the other days with other things. I was like doing a spin class or a couple of boot camps or whatever. I was doing things like that. Yeah. Um, So I just need to 
Fine. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I don't know why I'm beating myself up about stuff, but no, I think... you're even slightly, even slightly. And I'm, I'm reticent to say this because I don't, you know, I think that you should do exactly what you want. And if you want to exercise that many times a week, then you go for it. But even just automatically trying to replace it with something else, like replace <laughs> it with like you, you're, you're genuinely so entitled to replace it with like sitting down and having a cup of tea and listening to Women's Hour, or. <laughs> having a bath or something like that for a bit and see how that affects things you know and it might be like yeah. I don't really like doing that I would prefer to move my body but also you might be like oh god yeah that is actually serving me much better at the moment I guess it's <laughs> don't feel don't be nasty to yourself basically but also we try not to be I know you don't and you 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 do sorry i know you try not to be um but mm. also yeah i don't want to be the the voice of also just beating you up in a similar way by being like you're being horrid to yourself stop doing it all because obviously <laughs> it does have lots of benefits as well for your brain so i think yeah allowing yourself to go on vibe a little bit rather than just sort of going oh this is what i normally do it's okay to have a shift in your routine now that you've just done a big challenge yeah. And do you know what? I think um, there was something, actually, there's something that, that Tina, Tina Chantry said on, she put, in fact, I've missed one of the things. She went, she went for a run after she, because she did the New York Marathon as well. And she went for a run mm -hmm. and she, she posted um, a nice little video up and she said, <laughs> this is how shit my brain is. She said, there are three things you need to do after a marathon. And I can only remember two of them. I forgot what the third one is. Um, Oh. One of them was was to rest and not. She was actually not running. She was walking. That I think that was the big point of that. Yeah. And um, one of them was to rest for as long as you needed to. And one of them, I think probably the third one. So I've missed out the middle one, and I can't remember what that one was. the 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 third one was to sign up to another race, and it was to mm -hmm. kind of, which seems like you're doing something very very peculiar. And I there was no way that I could even think about it in that week actually and I yeah. was in that week I was offered a race space um and I had to reply to the very very lovely PR um who we know and love and say to her can you just hang fire a minute and I'll reply to you next Monday because all that week I was it's like, giving me a wobbly I can't, lit I can't, yeah I can't yeah um but I replied I, I, I replied sort of 10 days later and mm. said yeah do it I'll do it and it's not a marathon, it's a yeah. half marathon and it's February. And I was like, okay, okay. all right. I guess that'll be do one of two things having that date in the diary, because I guess you could see it as already gearing yourself up for the next thing when you're mm. after doing a huge, huge feat, like a marathon, your body and your brain both need a rest. But mm. I guess it is also like giving yourself permission to have that rest in a way, because if you can then work backwards from another, as long as you've given yourself time, then mm. you can work backwards from a certain point that means that you don't, you know, if you're following a training plan, for example, then you can make sure that you've got a month or two between to just kind of like tick along, just doing the exercise that you enjoy doing before oh, yeah. you ramp back up to another training thing. And maybe for people who are like you, who are very organized and disciplined and great, it helps you to sort of compartmentalize that time. So you're like, this is my recovery period. And then I start again on the 7th yeah. of December or whatever it is. Oh my yeah. God, you're so, you're so fucking right. It's absolutely what I need to do. And I'm going to do it mm -hmm. straight after this actually, is I'm going to figure out the weeks, how long it's going to take to get there. Because um, it's not very far away actually, is it February? 
but because mm-hmm. of my current level of fitness, I'm not starting from zero. So I don't need to think about no. doing like a 12, 12 week training plan or anything like that. Um, and in fact, if I'm really honest about it, the first time I did the marathon live in person, you know, in London, I did mm-hmm. that on a really, really short training plan because I didn't realize it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did it in 10 weeks, something like that. So I know that I can train for a half marathon in a short space of time and feel confident about mm-hmm. completing it as long as nothing happens to me, touch wood, da, 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 da. Um, so I don't really, you're right. I don't need to think about it until mid December. And even then you'll, I'll be starting from, mm, I don't know, like a sort of 10 K that's fine. Yeah, that's fine isn't it exactly so, it just gives you a bit of time to like I think you even need less than 10 I've done zero to half marathon in like 10 weeks not advisable yeah. but I think you you don't you you don't you don't even need quite that long and um yeah then maybe that just gives you a little bit of like that permission that you can yeah you can allow your brain to switch off from worrying about whether you're doing enough because you know that your act your job now is actually to look after your your body and make sure that you're raring to go come time to start that training plan for the next one. Yeah. And, and is after, you know, we had that lovely pod squad, didn't we, that wrote in and just said, look, unless you want to get faster, there's no point doing all the technical stuff. And it's yeah. like, Ooh, and this, the half marathon, should I tell you where it is? Yeah. Am I, am I going to make you really jealous? Cause it's, oh. <laughs> is it abroad? It's in- it is abroad. It's abroad. Um, Barcelona. Oh my God, I'm so jealous. I haven't been to Barcelona since we went on a school trip in year nine. <laughs> and it was amazing. Doug and I were literally talking about it the other day. We were like, oh, love to go to Barcelona. Um, mm. Yeah, sorry, I was going to talk about that school trip. Doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> tell me more about the race. <laughs> yeah, and I've not been to Barcelona. I went away with work, like not this work, but with a previous work. I went mm. about about seven, eight years ago, we went. Um, and it was just a great, big, drunken day and a half or something. So this this is a Hell trip yeah. um, that I've been offered and, um, yeah, includes a half marathon. And I have absolutely zero expectation or hope or need to run it any faster than I've done any other half marathon. No. And slower the better, because it's around Barcelona. So fuck that. I just want to... Lovely. That'll be dreamy. Yeah. And nice temperatures in Barcelona in February. That'd be really oh, nice. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. So that'd be... Yeah. A nice... Yeah, so I mean, that's I a nice thing to be like to. not hot, but it will be hopefully, you know, like maybe September here. That's what I'm imagining. Well, I hope so. I've Let's com- do it. I've completely made. I've completely made that up. <laughs> she has completely um, made that. <laughs> I did want to ask you. So, oh, yes. hang on. I will look it up. Average temperature. Yeah. Uh, in Barcelona, Barcelona. Barcelona. What I really yeah. wanted to ask you that I'm most interested in. <laughs> oh, you got 15 yeah. degree highs, eight degree lows. Yeah. Mild. Smashing. Mild. Lovely. Yeah. Jumping. Jumping. Yeah. Um, have they finally finished the Sagrada Familia? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Isn't that just going on and on and on and on until it takes is over that the entire the, world? Is that the, <laughs> is that the whole shtick? Like, yeah, are they trying to make it? Because when I went on this school trip in year nine, so for me, mm. that would have been, two, it was 2009 or something. Mm. Um, they said, it, oh, it's going to be finished in 2016. 
that was a oh. that was bollocks, wasn't it? Yeah, I, Are I still no building idea. it. I when I went, which would have been about 2016, I remember that they were scaffolding up, but that doesn't mean that they were still building it. It might just mean that uh, they were fixing. Oh, look, what a surprise. They're going to finish it in 2026 now. <laughs> They're just going to keep adding 10 years, aren't they? <laughs> Apparently, they really, really do want to do it for 2026 this time because it's the 100th anniversary of Gaudi's death. So they really, really oh. want to get it done for then. So they'll really try. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all, I think it's all a scam. Cheers. Bless I can't anyway. believe they've not finished that. Pull their fucking fingers out. What have they been doing? Sorry. I don't know what it's well, like to mosaics build take a, a long time, ornate right? church, <laughs> cathedral, but yeah. Uh, it does feel like, you know, I'll hundreds of I'll... years feels like, you yeah. know, oh, maybe over-egging oh, God, the pudding is... a little bit. It is mm. a little bit, isn't it? It is. Bearing in mind, yeah, we just come back then from my the Empire State Motors. Building. Yes. They did that in like two years. Yeah. Yeah. They it was that crazy. Up, that's my, mm-hmm. that's, well, actually they did that well, so I can't really say that, but Taylor family motto, quickly and badly, mm. that's how we love to do things. And <laughs> I can't relate to, oh, I think maybe the tree uh, alcove, it themed alcove in this particular cloister needs to have more ornate chiseling on that cherub's chin or something like that. It's just, yeah. I, I, it's a, it's really not how my brain functions. <laughs> just get it done. How are you going to get it? Yeah, just get it done. <laughs> God. <sighs> Speaking of which, um, did we have any emails? And if we do have any oh, emails, yeah. should we use <laughs> should we use a jingle at this point? Oh yes, it's time for the what you saying jingle. Let's do it. What are you saying? What are you saying, what are you saying this week? What are you saying? Okay, go on okay. then. What, what have we We've had? What have we had? Got so many emails. Uh, I didn't really know where to start. I think that uh, where I'm going to begin, uh, please do bear with if we've not read out your email yet we've had so many recently and it's been completely lovely so do keep sending them in because we'll get we'll get to them all um it's just because we've had quite a lot of bonkers stuff going on we've not been able to read as many as normal but this one Mm -hmm. is timely so I'm gonna do this one first this is both from K and Ling Kwan and I apologize Mm. if I pronounced either of your names wrong um but both of them are saying that uh, they have th- are confirming that U.S. bathrooms are experienced in New York is not unique to Manhattan <gasps> or to New York no. itself. This is it's U.S. bathrooms, America. so it's the whole no. of America. So let me just see. Um, yeah, no, it definitely confirming that Manhattan is not the only place to get those. Uh, oh, but this was interesting. So it was Lin Kwan who's, who said that her husband, who is French and moved to the US in his early 30s, lived there for a bit, um, was then complaining about bathrooms in France because mm-hmm. of the fact that they had the top to bottom clothes, clothes being too oh. stinky because... There isn't the oh. same amount of airflow then compared to a US toilet where there is a lot better airflow, hence slatted doors, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, I much prefer stink to like visibility. I prefer to smell someone's <laughs> shite than I would have someone watch me do one. Um, but then Kay has also made a very interesting point here where she has said... Um, 
Oh, hang on. No, she. So she's ch- she's chimed in to say uh, mm-hmm. that uh, not. Uh, so I'll read you the story. Went to Vegas in June. First time going to the states in nearly twenty years. Um, but I remember thinking how terrible the toilet doors were when I was in Vegas. Also came across those doors with slats, uh, and <gasps> they're just so weird. Uh, she said, mm. "What I don't think you mentioned is that in Vegas there were also thin gaps on the side of the door that you could absolutely see in and out and in of. There were those two in New York, weren't there? There were very much oh. gaps that you could see in yes, and out definite of the, gaps to the side yeah, yeah. of the doors." Um, but she confirms um, her husband said um, because he has been to various places in the US and and has travelled around the the country that all toilet doors are like that in the US uh, and horrifyingly oh in God. his office HQ yeah. like in his in his company building um, yeah. the doors are like that in the office toilets the slatted oh. ones I know awful wow wow you're I mean, really going to get to know your colleagues <gasps> what about peeping toms. Do you get peeping I mean, toms? Maybe it's because you don't they they don't need to exist because everyone's a peeper. No. Yeah. 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 Oh my god. There we go. That was thank you both for writing in and confirming. Uh that was fascinating stuff. And I, I am, am never going to America again. That is it. I'm done. I've no. I, yeah. I any any US listeners who would like to weigh in on this debate, please tell us more about why, what where and how I mean this has been know, allowed to happen it's not on is it it's not cricket it's it's up there with my experience of French campsite toilets in the 1980s squatters which, ones yeah yeah which yeah. was just holes in the ground terrifying terrifying when you're like yeah. eight years old and never witnessed anything like that before the only place I witnessed that was worse than that was in when I went to China when I was a kid and mm. we went to, it was the Lou's in, I believe, a shopping mall. And I was very, very fortunate that it was probably a hugely westernized experience because we went with, my mum was going for work and she managed to swing it so that we could come as a family and experience it with her. And she was going with a colleague who lives in Wales and works in Wales, worked in Wales with her at the time, but was Chinese. And so mm. she knew all the tips and tricks and was showing us the poshest places and taking us around. And I really felt like she orchestrated the trip so that we had to experience, we we had very, maybe quite Western experiences of mm. things that meant that most of the time we were in gorgeous sit down loos with, um, I don't know, a lovely view or something. It was all very <laughs> poshly organized. Uh, mm. But a couple of the times that we did venture out into sort of like did some uh, stuff like go to street markets or um, there was one day where we went to a, a shopping mall and I had to go to the loo there and that was squat loos. Mm. Uh, but not only that, no doors. <gasps> Straight up in front of each other piss and shit <laughs> oh my god yeah oh next no. level yeah so that was okay. that was um i don't know whether that's normal in china i i don't imagine so um but also i i would uh i, I wouldn't want to comment on my experience of the rest of the trip that was certainly the only time that we encountered that but i do think that mm. my mum's friend annabelle was making sure that we were having a very like luxury experience the whole time bless her so i think yeah yeah. anyway that was crazy 
goodness. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you want? Ooh. Do you want another one? Yes. Go on. Because we have got time. Uh, so we have got a really, really interesting uh, debate, sort of slash rant thing. I wanted to talk about from a lovely listener called Ruby, but that I think I'm going to save that till next week because I feel already like we will bang on about this. I think it's going to pique your interest big time. Um, <laughs> so this is just a a good old funny story, embarrassing, silly story, because we haven't had one of those in a while. Mm. And this is from wonderful Shana. Thank you very much for writing in Shana and sharing. Again, I do apologize for everybody's name pronunciation today. But she said... <laughs> I have a funny story to share with you from a recent run that I thought you'd both appreciate. On my weekend long run, I was listening to a brilliant podcast in my ears. I think you can guess which one. The kind of banter we love to hear. Thank you, Shana. Uh, When I felt that familiar stabbing gut pain that meant I had the sudden need to fart. I was on a long, straight stretch of road with only low bushes around. So I had a good scan to make sure the coast was clear and let rip. Mm -hmm. It was a doozy and I immediately felt better. (laughs) Until that is, I looked to my right to see a man and his dog having a break on a low fence behind one of the bushes. He gave me a look that I decided to take as him being impressed by my effort and carried on with a very red face, but at least no more gas. Oh, running is such a fun game. Anyway, hope you've had a good laugh. Loved that very much. It really, really made me laugh. Thank you, Shana. We've all had that fear. So mm-hmm. absolutely had that fear, but it really reminds me of, there was a guy that I used to know, like, oh God, this must have been like 30 years ago. I remember him talking about how he desperately needed to fart when it was in House of Fraser. <laughs> and I remember he said that it was a really early Sunday morning or something. And he walked in and he looked around, he did that thing of scanning around, noticing there was no one there and thinking, I'm just going to walk quickly, let one rip kind of thing. So he walked really quickly, had a little pump. And suddenly he heard a kind of, ew, what's that smell (laughs) behind him? And there was a little boy (gasps) who... (laughs) A little tiny Tim. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. That's who I'm imagining. So always check down low. Oh, my God. Yeah, there we go. That's the moral of both of those stories. We actually had someone let rip in... I don't think we mentioned this as part (laughs) of our holiday roundup. (laughs) from our new york trip (laughs) that when we were wandering around the gift shop of the met we just had a bloke just like (laughs) yeah my god he wouldn't (laughs) stop would he just (laughs) he was just brazenly doing it it was hilarious (laughs) it was i'm not entirely sure he could hear himself but yeah it was good fun no maybe he wasn't really uh, conscious of how loud they were but they were rippers Oh, I've forgotten all about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, there we go. I'm gonna. We have got many a letter more, um, but I'm gonna leave them for this week and um, fill you in on the rest next week. Let's do them next week. And I've got, I've got controversy. I hate saying that controversy. I have controversy. controversy. Next week, I want to talk about um Oh, should we food? have a controversial episode in general then next week? Let's do it. Let's do it. Next week is a okay. controversial episode. So next week, I want to talk about food. I want to talk about Christmas dinner and guilt and exercise and all sorts okay. because of stuff that came through today. So let's do that next week. Cool. And, um, 
in the meantime, we've got a got a got a Bake Off finale to uh, record. Finale? Oh, do I mean yes, that? we do. Final, yeah, finale in the theatre. <laughs> 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 what a twat! We are very <laughs> excited to. Oh, we love you in and all of your idiosyncrasies sorry i don't know why we're both speaking like this on the podcast um, microwave. we're very excited uh that we are going to be recording the bake-off episode in person um i mean i don't even know if there's any point saying this because i'm just going to let you all down now we were really hoping to be able to like goggle boxify it it turns out without the channel four production team to hand Tricky. not so easy yeah. to do that so mm-hmm. uh instead we are going to have some goodies specifically for patrons lined up for uh bake-off finale times but we're definitely going to be recording uh for all of you lot everybody in person a silly lovely th- thoughts on the episode <laughs> with cake <laughs> yeah yeah, I can't wait. Absolutely can't wait. I can't wait for the cake, actually. That's going to be the nice I thing. I can't wait for the so, cake. Um, It'll be really interesting, yeah. though, to see whether any does materialise because we both kind of had a bit of a, like, put our heads together this morning. It's Monday morning of day of record. And we this morning we did a bit of a, like, okay, what's going on this week? What have we got to orchestrate? And actually one of the big stresses <clears> was, <throat> how the f- oh, my God, when the f- are we going to bake a, a lemon meringue pie for each other? Yeah. yeah. Um, I I would be I have to say I would be just as happy with a pink Mr Kipling French fancy. So you, you know, don't want like... you don't want a lemon <laughs> pie, really. This is no, the, I this want, is I want a pink. You don't Kipling. want that. <laughs> yeah, okay, but I have to make you something because if we taste test them for each other, then you're going to be like, yup, tastes like a Mr Kipling. <laughs> yeah, ten out of ten. <laughs> I want to judge them uh, for like Prue and Paul would. <laughs> well, oh we'll God, go away, like, but we'll okay. and have a thing. We'll have a thing. Yeah. We'll certainly have some interesting, uh, silly things to do with you all. Uh, but in the meantime, I hope you enjoy the Bake Off finale. It's been an absolute pleasure to film and record. Don't know why I'm saying filming. Sorry. Oh know, God! But yeah, can't, can't speak this week. Um, <laughs> Do you know what? It's because you're a, hungry. It's, I've, we've loved doing them. I'm so hungry. I'm, my scrambled eggs. Are, I can see the fucking eggs in the corner of the room. Um, <laughs> but it, we've absolutely loved doing it. And I would just like to, uh, I don't know, keep you informed that we will be carrying on. Obviously, doing our weekly ep um, for the rest of the year. We won't be doing the second episode for we're going to just have a little bit of a break we've decided mm. um yes because it is a little knackering um doing both but as of january we are going to have another very interesting bonus thing to do with you all am i allowed to say this you're allowed to say bonus thing we'll do plans afoot okay, let's cool. launch it next week if we can okay sounds good um, but we will be it's returning be super to exciting it's going to be super exciting. Who knows whether we'll do it forever because it is very, very stressful trying to do two a week, but we will be returning to two a week format for something, at least for a bit. That's all we can say. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. We should work in marketing. Oh, we? That's, January. Uh, yeah. that's going to be <laughs> not stressful <laughs> at all. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. 
Come and join us on Patreon. You can get a ton of extra PodSquad benefits from just £2 a month, including newsletters, live chats, and you can join our exclusive Discord community for friendly chat and support with like-minded women runners. Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running to find out more. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The producer and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories, as we would love to include them in a future podcast. Happy running. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.